I wonder how the average WGM Plus listener processes our podcast. Because a podcast lets you do something a radio show doesn't allow, and that's just talk with no direction, kind of like we will like, like just be Seinfeldish. We're, we're talking, but we have nothing to say. I've got, I've got incredibly important things to say. I think that you believe you have many things to say, and that's, I, that's you know, that's a, that's a thing that But it, what's it that, exists. how does that one saying go? Perception is nine-tenths of reality. No, you're thinking uh, a penny saved is a penny earned. Welcome to Game Life Balance US, the American edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. We're a lifestyle podcast hosted by adult gamers trying to juggle our hobbies with the increasing demands of the real world. Check out our website for links to connect with us on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and more at GameLifeBalance.us. And if you like what you hear, then please leave us a review. I'm Stargate Pioneer from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready, because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1... Here we go. You know, I, I've been reading. I've been reading more. Tell me, Jonathan Martin, what you've been reading and why I should care. I was reading a book called "The Assassins: A Radical Sect in Islam." Were you really? No, I wasn't actually reading that. That would be fascinating because actually I wouldn't be surprised at all because you are literally the same person. Yeah, yeah. No, I will say I will say so. I I, I listened to the last episode of the Game Life Balance uh, Australia podcast. Our, oh, you did. Okay. Our, our okay. sister, our sister podcast, and um, you know, Rob and I are very much the same person. I think we've we've talked about that multiple times, um, except that he is a much more I feel well read person than I am. I think just by sheer fact of like the number of books that he has, unless he's one of those guys that just buys books but never reads them, because those guys exist. You lived with one, except he no, except he did read a lot of them too. But he also bought a lot of them. But who, John? Yeah, yeah. I'm also kind of one of them. I'm currently reading five books right now, mm-hmm. and I I read maybe a couple chapters a week. Right. Right. Across the five books. Right. So I just Rob maybe just maybe he just is the kind of guy that buys a bunch of books to look and sound super impressive to people that don't know him that well. Like because if he's me, that's something I would do. So I mean that's that's just what I'm trying to say is like how you just buy a lot of Steam games but never actually play them. Yeah, but that doesn't make me seem nearly as cultured as if we're talking about books. Like buying a bunch of video games and then not playing them doesn't sound nearly as impressive as buying a bunch of books and not reading them. The the weird thing is that you have a point, and I hate admitting that, and I hate that that's even a fact. And yet, here we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how to respond exactly, other than to Well, I want to tell you about launch. this book I read called The Assassins, A Radical Sect in Islam. <laughs> so, this it's a fascinating read uh, that really delves into... Um, After hearing their a fourth radical, episode, a radical sect of Islam that, that contained about? assassins, because the assassins were a radical sect of Islam, or was it the name of was it the name of the sect, the assassins? No, it was a a sect inside of a sect in the radical state of Islamic assassins. I read the book very carefully. 
Yeah, did you? The the cover of the book or the back cover? I So I read a synopsis mm-hmm. of the title. Mm-hmm. And it was the first couple of words of the title. Where does one find a synopsis of a title Go- of a book? Google, where you find everything else. I don't... I don't believe I've never thought of that before. It was written in 1967, everybody knows this, by a famous historian, and that's as far as the synopsis, because I didn't actually click on the link. Was it Galileo? I didn't actually, yes. Yes, Galileo in 1967, the famous historian. uh, This should be on Unqualified Experts. Um, Archibald Galileo. Yeah, Archibald Galileo. Not Isaac Newton Galileo. The famous famous historian wrote this in 1967. Everybody knows this. But that's as far as I got on the synopsis because I didn't actually click the link to to the synopsis. I just read like the small Google splash that that you get from like the first link on the search page. That's what I read. Mm -hmm. Frankly, I feel like I'm an expert now. Should I just invite Megan and Andrea and Logan into this podcast on on google hangouts right now sure for unqualified experts yeah absolutely. no you probably shouldn't do that but i'm just gonna do that no don't please please don't please i'm just gonna this do is, it well i mean who you, you don't know this, what'll happen this, no this podcast is on rails that was also a callback by the way to the last episode of uh, really game we life just balance rewarded Australia. our longtime listeners and dual fans of both game life balance us and game life balance thank Australia. you all one of you uh it was me i'm the fan that we just rewarded <laughs> um yeah so no like life is life is good how many glasses of wine did you have before we started this recording is literally my like half bottle um you've got news like big news wait a minute what are we doing well, who are we who are you you're Cody Goff. Even, You're a host of know. Game Life Balance. I am Jonathan Martin. You I asked. Am... Game Life Balance, you asked. You can't just call us Game Life Balance. I can, I can, I can do whatever the hell I want. It's not I, a country agnostic show. We're the American. It says it at the, at the thing at the start of the show. So I don't even need American to introduce edition. myself is what you're saying. I'm Jonathan Martin. I'm the other. I said Jonathan I'm Martin the, five minutes ago. I'm, Were you not listening to me? So you weren't listening please to Please let me introduce You've myself. you half a bottle of wine. Please let you? me introduce myself. I... I'm Jonathan Martin. This is Jonathan Martin, everybody. The other host of Game Life Balance US, a US podcast. Listener, I'd like to introduce to you Jonathan Martin, my co-host, who is going to be introducing himself. Now you may introduce yourself. Now that I've given you permission to introduce yourself. Thank you for introducing me to introduce myself. No, life is good. Life is good. Uh, I didn't ask you. Thanks for asking. I frankly have no interest in how your life is going. Thank you for asking. Uh, we we've had life balance on our last several episodes. Now I want to, maybe I want to have a game balance. Maybe maybe I just are we just at an imbalance? Happy in this episode. Happy four twenty day. That is the day on which we are recording this episode. Smoke weed every day. But you like you have big news about that. Smoke weed every day. Like is it like big news about Snoop Dogg? Like who's Nate Dogg? Your dog? Like where's the big news coming from? What what big news? Rolling in my six foe. It's not a thing people say. Um, no, really though. Like, I would like to get started. I would like to be productive. I'd like. To oh, be- you want to do a podcast? I would like to do a podcast with me. You want so- now? Now that we're fifteen minutes into the podcast, you'd like to start the podcast? Yeah, and I've asked you because the first thing on our bullet point of lists here, bullet, bullet, li- bullet list. The first thing on the first, you've got current news, is what it says. So here we are on this episode of Game Life Balance U.S. starring. 
Jonathan Martin, my co-host, who uh, is going to introduce himself at any moment now. This long, the long-awaited, anticipated, highly anticipated introduction of Jonathan, and I'm Cody Goff, or as I like to say, I'm Cody Goff. And so it's a lifestyle podcast that we run. That is what we're doing, yeah. clearly. And we're going to start our lifestyle podcast with dun, 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 current news. So, in today's edition of Current News, happy 420. We are recording this on April 20, which is also known as 420. Can, which I, is just, also known can I just say before you start how insufferable... It, like, 420 to me now on the internet is like April 1st on the internet. It's obnoxious. You're wrong. It's April... First of all, April Fool's Day on the internet is awesome. It's awful. You can't look at anything. It's awful. You're so wrong. April tw- April 1st is one of it's my favorite day on the internet. It's like an internet holiday. Okay, fine. So, we can agree to disagree. We can agree with me. And so 420 to me now has become the same thing though. It's like like I was bro- you know, I'm a redditor, you're a redditor. We like to browse Reddit. I was browsing Reddit today. It's like half of all of the posts are today are either Donald Trump supporters, Bernie Sanders supporters, or people talking about smoking weed. That was it. And I mean, it's already bad enough that it's always Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders supporters on Reddit. And that's, you know, 50% of it. But now it was like 33, 33, 33. Like, those were the three things on Reddit today. And how am I supposed to waste all my time? But 420 means something to some people. Yes. I mean, in Colorado, before it was even legal, they would get outside the Capitol and just all light up weed and get high. Because it was a... Uh, like a protest it was a cultural this this giving the middle finger to the government which i love i love unrest i love civil disobedience i was actually being serious I, there was no punchline there I, I actually thoroughly enjoy civil disobedience i totally would have been arrested by Fantastic now by protesting at the capitol if i lived closer to washington dc i'd be in prison right there with ben and jerry well jail whatever you know what i mean because uh-huh. ben and jerry got arrested for protesting Basically, the fact that our government sucks uh-huh. at the Capitol. So there's that. Okay. So anyway, we like we've told, we, it's still really annoying to be on the internet today. I, it, my point still stands. That's because you're not so, a stoner. This is your problem. Sure. The we'll point of 420 Day is to raise awareness that you're not having enough fun because you're not high. And I think that's a pretty fair assessment of the situation. That's true. You're right. I could be having way more fun. Damn it. If only I was having more fun right now. If only you was having more fun right now. If only I was having... this episode of Game Life Balance. Well, I'm not going to find the... I'm not going to find the fun doing this podcast with you. So um, why don't you tell me why 420 was a big day today in Illinois? Because I'm not there. Today is 420, also known as April 20th, also known as 420, also known as weed, pot, marijuana, Mary Jane, ganja, cannabis, dope, chronic, bud, reefer, blaze, etc. Day. Day. It's a really, it's a really long name for a day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's today. The end. That was it. That was my, that was another edition of Current News. No, no, no. So because I live in Illinois, because I decided to live in objectively the worst state in the country for taxes, corruption, and many other things. Actually, did you, it's a pretty awful did place. Did you know that Florida is actually worse than Illinois for corruption? Florida's pretty much worse for everything, though. True. Okay. Florida so, has the craziest people possibly in the yeah, world. Florida's the worst place in America. But Illinois, in terms of policies and taxes and everything, is 
pretty much right up there with being about as bad. Well, hey, the Illinois Senate did something good that wasn't awful, and they voted, and they're not North Carolina, so I guess we get points for not being North Carolina, because right now everyone's getting points for not being North Carolina. Did you know that X-Hamster banned its site from North Carolina? So if you're in North Carolina, you can't browse X-Hamster? That is phenomenal. That is phenomenal. That's I really hilarious. I'm, I'm a little surprised uh, that... Um, not you porn. No, you you porn, right? Porn Pornhub. Pornhub, porn. I'm surprised Pornhub didn't follow suit cuz Pornhub has gotten political a lot of times in the past. So, I could definitely see them doing something like that. I, I hope they follow suit, but I think it's great that X Hamster did. Anyway, the Illinois Senate because we're Porn and drugs. That's what you come to this that's what you come to this podcast for everybody. Porn and drugs. And who better to give it than John, who's about to strip, and me, who's about to get real high. I'm about to smoke a J. I'm about to smoke a dube. I'm about to smoke a fat blunt. I'm about to smoke a bowl. I'm oh, about to smoke whole some marijuana. Push. I'm about to smoke. I'm about to vape. Smoke some vape. I'm not going to do any of those things because it's let's not because it's not let's not turn this into a vaping podcast because I think we I think we are not knowledgeable enough to do that. What What do you mean? What's your vaping rig look like? Is that a thing? Do you, do you listen to vaping podcasts? Is this like... I can't... Dude, the vaping subculture is... It's deep. It runs deep. It runs it deep. It probably uh, does, is the thing. No, it no, it does. I'm not kidding. Like, the vaping subculture runs deep, and I can't believe you don't know anything about it. Anyway, uh, what did the Senate well, do? I will know about it soon, because the Illinois Senate voted to decriminalize possession of up to... 10 grams of marijuana, which according to Yahoo Answers is... Uh, it's a little less than half an ounce. A little less... No, a quarter is seven grams. Yeah, so it's, it's a, a less quarter than and half an a half. Ounce, which is a little less than half an ounce because two quarter ounces would make a half Oh, ounce. that's a quarter of an ounce? Yes. Are you sure? It's not a quarter yeah. pound. Because 16 ounces in a pound. Yes. I... So I was in pharmacy school, and one of the classes that we had to do was was basically pharmacy measurements, and there was a lot of conversion that occurred in pharmacy measurements. So I know how many grams generally are in an ounce, etc. So yeah, except on Tuesdays, right? Except on Tuesdays, yes. Okay, cool. Well, that's when I'll see you then, I guess, next Tuesday. So, yeah, Springfield, Illinois Senate passed a thing. I think it goes to the House or something. I don't. No one really knows how politics work in this country. We just know enough to get angry about it. And there you go. So that's cool. That means that marijuana is basically legal in Illinois. No, no, wait a minute. I live with a lawyer. My wife is a lawyer. And wor- words, words, especially when it comes to laws matter a tremendous amount so she has she has reviewed laws before where like a comma will change the interpretation of the law so i think you're wrong when you say that because it is decriminalized it's basically legal i don't think those two things are the same thing it's basically legal okay i don't live in illinois i can't dispute this um so let me tell you about chicago culture nearly everyone i have ever met (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if this is true, has smoked weed or admitted to smoking weed or smokes weed or is a stoner. Everyone in Chicago is a pothead. That's what I'm saying. And quite frankly, now that this law has passed, uh, basically uh, weed is legal. I'm going to go down to the police station and smoke some tomorrow and see if they do anything about it. They won't. 
I don't believe you. I won't do this. But wait, this law is you just said this law isn't passed yet. It's gotta go to the house. I don't it's no, then you said passes the Illinois House, blah blah But then you said you also nobody knows how how laws actually work, so Yeah, you you have no idea what you're talking about. But the decriminalization thing is probably true. That probably did the process probably started. Yes. It uh, Senate Bill twenty two twenty eight would change <laughs> classic twenty two twenty eight right one of my favorites would uh, it would give you a citation and a fine for possession of up to ten grams uh, but as long as the sentence is carried out the civil violation records would eventually be expunged so oh so you can still get in trouble for up to ten grams it's just the trouble is not on your permanent record is what it's saying yeah yes I mean the the heaviest so basically is... legal basic so basically well legal. over ten grams is a class four felony blah 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 blah, blah, blah. Is... but the first part that you said yeah nobody's listening after the first part that you said which said marijuana is legal that's what I heard it's basically legal so anyway yeah. that's exciting um if and when it becomes legal in Illinois I will definitely podcast with you hi as I have promised to do on uh, actually, on WGN Radio, we've talked about this several years. So there's that. That's really all I have for for our current news segment. I just wanted to pass that along because that was supposed to segue very cleanly and naturally into us talking about video game music. But then you went into our topic sheet and decided to just make up a bunch of stories that you suddenly mm-hmm. want to tell as if you'd been thinking of them, even though we've been... As if this was a lifestyle podcast where we could really talk about anything. Yeah, well... So I think this will pretty... I think your talk of marijuana legalization in Illinois will pretty naturally roll into talk about my child. Your parenting? Yes. Skills? Abilities? Right. Behaviors? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Habits? Yeah. I've, they're very similar things. Strengths? Strengths? So... Having a two-year-old. What's the name of the segment where you have a two-year-old, John? What's the name of the it's, segment? If you had to call it a segment, what would you call it? The the joy of the joy of parenting. Would you say it more emphatically than that, perhaps? Like I you're would, excited about. I would about say the it? joy of parenting, and then I'd make like a crying baby sound, like a why don't you do that? Uh, listener, I'd like to introduce you to Jonathan Martin, who's going to introduce the next segment and himself. And Thank you, everybody. Himself. This is. This is Jonathan Martin, host of Game Life Balance podcast. Uh, starting the, US, starting the Game segment. Game Life Balance US. Do not know Start, the name of our podcast. Starting the segment, The Joy of Parenting. You, do you understand the Australians that let us have half of the name of their podcast and rebranded themselves to let us have it? Did so under one condition. You had one job, John. That is to say, Game Life Balance, you ass. Or they're going to fire us. I don't know if they can do that, but we're going to get in so much trouble. So having a two-month-year-old. Two so, you know, we, we've got, like, the standard setup um, in terms of, like, a bedtime routine. Like, Max gets a little bit of Sesame Street before bed because that's his favorite thing in the world. And then we go up and we read him a book. Right now we're reading through The Assassins, A Radical Sect in Islam. Yeah. Um, we're reading through that, um, and so we we get to read that for a little while. Um, it's a it's a pretty dry book, so um, and it's quite long. So we're going to be reading that for a little while, I think. Now again, that book is The Assassins: A Radical is Sect in Islam. If you're is looking for like, if you're looking for reading material uh, to put your child to sleep, anyway. Um, 
But having like a two plus year old, you know, he's now two and a little over a month. I'll say 20, 25 months. Actually, I think after two, you just start going by years. So he's a little over two. Um, and he is now of a height where he can turn on and off light switches. He's also giant, by the way. He's a giant child. I'm not kidding. Like, he's he's very large. He's like 90th percentile for his height. Like from Zombies and um, My Neighbors? So not not that big. Also a good callback. Not that big. Uh, but he's he's quite large. So he can turn on and off light switches. Um, and... And so, you know, we recently, and I talked about this, I think on the last episode, maybe, we recently transitioned him to a, a big boy bed, a toddler bed. Um, it's basically a bed that is the size of a crib. So the mattress is the size of a crib mattress, but it's on the ground on a bed frame. And then it's got these cool, like, wings that um, are about, I would say, a foot from the mattress up, and they enclose, like, half of the bed on one end and that's where the child is supposed to lay so they kind of get that feeling that they're enclosed still it's supposed to help them sleep a little more because the crib for a bit this we're gonna go to baby psychology for a second here um mm-hmm. the crib the crib for a baby is a very safe place mm-hmm. they're in like a place with confined walls it, it makes them feel safe it makes them feel closed in it's the same reason why when you swaddle a baby at, uh, a, a very very small baby it makes them um feel uh, feel comforted. It makes them feel secure. Right, but also so enclosed. That's, right. So that's why a crib is good. So the toddler bed is, it uses that design of a crib, but the kid can just stand up and like get out of the bed. Right. Because on one end of the bed, it's just a, it's just a normal bed. So the same reason um, that men get in relationships when they're adults. Right. So they can feel enclosed because that feels safe. Mm-hmm. That's very profound. But then when they're, when, when you're adults and you're out of high school and college and the dating pool is deeper, then you can stand up and get out whenever you want. Thank you. Yeah. I actually wasn't complimenting you. It was that was a really good con- that was, I mean that was an exceptional analogy. I think objectively yeah. that was very good. I don't think it was actually that great. Um and so anyway the toddler bed, you know, it also makes you feel feel secure as a baby. Um and like you have to like eventually you have to make this transition. Nobody is telling you that yes it's time nobody tells you as a parent that yes it's time, but like it was time for him to to move on to the toddler bed from the crib. So we put the toddler bed in there and for the first couple of nights, you know, he's been in there for about a week, about a week and a half now. For the first couple of nights, it seemed like there was no difference. He slept the exact same amount of time. He slept really well, like didn't wake up a single time. It was awesome. Um, but over like the past two or three nights, he's been waking up earlier and earlier. And so like the first the first night that he started waking up early, you know, he normally wakes up at seven. First night he woke up at like 6.30, and then like the next night he woke up at 6, and lately he now, for the past two days, he's woken up at 5.30. And to make matters worse, he can reach the light switches now, and so at like 1.30 sometimes, he'll wake up and just turn his light on. And so we've got a camera that lets us see into the room to see what he's doing in there, and he'll just turn on his light, and he'll stand, and this is at 1 in the morning, He'll turn on his light. He'll just stand at his toddler bed, which, you know, on him comes up to about his stomach in terms of where it is off of the floor. And he'll get a book and he'll stand there and he'll lean against his bed and he'll just read a book to himself at one in the morning. Then, then he'll get tired of the book and he'll put it down and then he'll climb into bed, but he won't shut off the light and he'll get upset that he can't fall back asleep. Because as smart as babies are, they're incredibly dumb. They're incredibly dumb. They're they're very smart. Like, he's outrageously smart and super manipulative, but he's so dumb. So dumb. So, I love him to death. 
but he won't turn the light off. He won't turn the light off in the room. And so last night, he's up at one and he's crying in his room because he can't fall back asleep. So we had to, we had to fix that problem. Um, so I'm in kind of a conundrum right now because you, you can read, the internet is a wealth of information of incredibly varying and oftentimes opposing viewpoints. And there is, there's almost nothing out there that's more controversial than parenting. Like, there are so many theories that oppose each other on parenting. So you can find one thing that says, leave him in there, do not go in there until until the exact time you want him to wake up. Eventually he'll adjust to that schedule. There are other things that say, no, that'll danger the emotional well-being of the child. Anytime he cries, you need to make sure to go in there in the middle of the night. And like, it's really hard as a parent to know what's right to do. You kind of, a lot of times, just have to make a judgment call. So we have now installed a light switch, like a thing that prevents him from even be able to reach the light switch. He's going to go in his room. This is actually the first night we're going to be trying this. He's going to go in his room. He literally will not be able to turn on the light. Because Wait, what? How do you raise a light switch? You don't raise it. We put like a box over it that's basically a childproof box that you have to open by... You have to press down on a latch and lift up and open it in order to get to the light switch. Oh, which like I see. It's like it's supposedly too complicated for... And see, here's the other problem. I feel like he's going to be able to figure this out. But uh, supposedly it's going to be too complicated for a kid to figure out. Um, and we're just going to leave him in there. And we're hoping that if he wakes up in the middle of the night, which it, it is very likely that he does because he has frequently for the past couple of nights, that he's just going to get frustrated, not be able to turn on the light, maybe cry a little bit, but then just climb back into bed and go back to sleep. That's what we're hoping. I'll report back probably next week. Uh, we're probably, we're probably going to break down. He's going to move in with us into our bedroom for the next six years. That's what's going to happen. Um, I'm just calling it here now. But, I think we should we should just re- rename the segment from Joy of Parenting to something more specific more sinister. to your to your no specific to your son's sleeping habits, like Max Crib Watch 2016. But it's not. It eventually, you know, right now this is this the you can only do one big transition at a time. And right now, this is kind of the this is the one that we're focusing on. Like pretty soon, it's going to be potty training. That's like the next thing on our list. So. You know, that doesn't have anything to do with sleeping, really. So, I... Yeah. So, I think I think we're fine with the joy of parenting. Right now, we're just concentrating on sleep. That just t- tends to be, like, the focus right now. Right. Well, I know your problem already. So, uh, as an expert parent, mm-hmm. I can tell you exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. So, I'm playing through The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess HD right now. I thought we were Nintendo... doing a pretty good thing reading The Assassins, A Radical Sect in Islam. So that was good. That's a good first step. But what you need to do is, in order for your for your child, in order to be able to open that lockbox that lets him use the light switch, I think that instead of installing whatever stupid, dumb, dumb system, stupid and dumb that you install, uh-huh, uh-huh. I think that what you should do is put two torches in his room, and he has to light both of them in order to open the thing. Because that... It's been, very, I mean, it's been difficult for you to do. It's well. It's, how is he gonna light two torches? Do you do you put a book of matches? Is is that the book he's reading? Is it a book of ma- Is is the assassins a radical sect in Islam a uh, book of matches? I've been told that you probably shouldn't let your baby play with fire. 
Can I please refer the listener at this point to episode four of Game Life Balance Australia, where that book reference comes from, so they don't think that we're just randomly making jokes about Islam? Hey, because that's I've, not what we're doing. I have been reading a book called The Assassins, uh-huh. a radical sect It is a book. Every, in everyone in the world that hears this podcast will Google it. I'm, I have no doubt. And I'm pleased about that. I wish that the author would give It was written in 1967. Was it actually? Yeah, that's what Google told me. I mean, it Dude, could, we need to be getting kickbacks from by that author. Because now that Lewis. author is rolling yeah. into in. And it was, by pu- the way, it was published by Weidenfeld and Nicholson. Everybody knows that. Nice call. With the callback when you said the Max had outgrown his crib, because crib is what Snoop Dogg calls his house, and Snoop Dogg smokes weed. So that was a, you tied the whole thing together. Oh, it was all planned. I know. Yeah, it was all planned. Um, I know. So yeah, that that's been that's been kind of an adventure. I promise you that I will have updates in the in the future about how this sleeping situation is going. It's been frustrating for the past couple of nights. Children are this amazing amazing awesome thing they are such a source of frustration sometimes it's a good frustration don't get me wrong but man they can be frustrated it's like the frustration when you're high <laughs> never mind okay move yeah. on yeah, that's next fine. segment so uh, i was gonna go to places that i don't think any podcast should ever go to yeah. program needs to go yeah but it had to do with your it, sex it, life yeah no it I had know. to do with Everyone's sex life, John. Sure, okay. Everyone's sex life. By the way, I'm Cody Goff, and this is Game Life Balance US. Thanks for joining us. You know what balances out playing video games? What? Uh, physical activity. Because, okay. Because generally, video games are not so much a physical activity. Is that fair to say? No, it's not. Because of... Obviously, The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, which uses the Wii Motion Plus controller and has a one-to-one sword-swinging motion. Huh? Also, while playing Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball, a lot of people (laughs) get to exercise. Just have have a one-hand mode. Um, Yeah, there's a one-hand mode. Hence hence free mode, actually. It depends. So, so I have been exercising more really if you had to name the segment in which you talk about exercising more and you had to announce it emphatically as if it were the beginning of a segment that i would then put a sound effect behind in the digitally remastered version of this podcast soon to be available on itunes stitcher the google play music store and wgmplus.com what words would you use for that do you think? I'd, uh, Is that what you would call it? Would you then say that more enthusiastically for the benefit of both me it's, and... It's li- life, life stuff. I said more enthusiastically, not louder, but li- I will li- accept li- it. Life, life stuff. Are you... Is the microphone in your butt? It's my... It was in my mouth. That's what I said. <laughs> That was the funniest thing I've ever said in my life. Mic drop. I'm just kidding. I can't drop it. It's on an arm. Also, it costed me money. How are you? I'm good. I have been ex- I've been exercising more. That was my life stuff. Um, cool. All right. Nice. All right. So for my next segment, I'm just kidding. You can keep going. I've had kind of a torrid affair in my life with exercise. I don't know. If, like, I feel like I'm probably the average type of person where like, exercise kind of sucks. 
but I know I need to do it. And then I do it, and then I, like, feel good. But the thought of doing it again just kind of sucks. Like, do you ever feel that way about it? Depends. I I don't like... I like to be very efficient, right? So, like, my girlfriend will try to get me to go to Bikram Yoga with her, uh-huh. which is fine. I've done it, hot yoga. It's it's fine. It, it does... It stretches you. It's great. But it's an hour-long class. It's uh-huh. a full, solid hour, and it drives me insane. I want to go... You I need, want, like, a half-an-hour class. I just... I... No, but I need it to be extremely high intensity because it's an hour, but I don't at any point feel like I'm an excruciating, like I'm pushing myself to my, I mean, you push yourself, but it's, it's different than when you're push when you're doing weights, right? I just, I, I like, if I go, I want to do sprints, like a, a couple sets of sprints and be done, maybe like jog up, cool down, you know, just like a 20 minute hard and fast, or I want to go do as many pull-ups as I can, do a few bench presses, do a couple curls, and until my muscles are completely cached or totally spent, cached, uh, call back to um, uh, totally spent, and then, oh, hey, it's been a half hour, but all my muscles are destroyed, and I can now not work out for like four days while they're recovering. Got it. And that's okay. Okay. So my my general like feeling with, with exercise is always like when I'm doing it, and then when I'm done doing it, I feel great. It's like just the, it is the motivation to get out and that I have probably the hardest time doing. Same. The hardest time with. Um, so I am trying, I'm training to run a 5K for the first time in my life. Now, I have never run in my life ever. Like ever. I've never run any extended distance in my life. So this has been kind of an experience for me. And I know you were a runner for a long time. Right? Didn't you run for like two, three years? Maybe even I ran longer cross than country that? for four years. Four years. So you're pretty used to like running long distances. Um, and, you know, I, I have the help of a program. Um, there's an app and a company called, I think it's called Couch to 5K is the name of the company, but that maybe not the company, but that's the name of the app that they, that they have. And it's, a, and it's an eight week program to get you ready to run a 5k i'm actually on week seven right now i've been doing this i haven't talked about it yet i've been doing this for many weeks um and i'm in the last two weeks of it and right now the last two weeks are literally just go out and run this set distance whereas up until this point every other week has been it's been three it's three runs a week and then the runs have always been like walk this amount of time jog this amount of time, walk this amount of time, jog this amount of time, doing that for various amounts as the weeks go on. Obviously you start jogging longer on, but now it's just like go out and run. So I'm really nearing like the end of this. And it's incredible to me because I'm now running for a longer period of time and I can do it, but it doesn't feel easier when I'm out there doing it. I know like I can do it for longer because I do run for longer now because I'm, I'm, I I do by virtue of that being the training, but like it feels as hard when I'm running for 27 minutes now as when I very first started and I was running for like two minutes at a time. It's the craziest thing. Like running does not seem easy at all. No, running sucks a lot. But that's the thing is like, just because it's not easy, I actually am really enjoying myself. So what's been, what I've been doing is that, you know, I've talked before about how I've been waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning to play video games. So I'm still doing the wake up at 5 a.m. thing. Uh, but I'll leave my house at about 6.20, 6.30. And that's when I'll do my run. And it's super nice because it's still really dark out. It's it's, it's pretty chilly most of the mornings here because I live in Minnesota. Um, and we get warmest 
latest in the year, so it's still pretty cold. Um, and I go out and I run, and I feel like I'm the only person in the world. Um, I go out, I've got some trails like right near my house that I run on that that go through some kind of foresty areas behind some houses. Um, I can, you know, there's no lights on any of the houses. Like I feel like I'm the only person awake. I feel like I'm the person alive, and the sun rises every day when I'm running now, which is really cool. Like it's such a it's such like a nice thing to be out there, but man, if it just is not getting, does it, it just never has felt easy. It's never felt easy for me. And I just do not understand how people are out there running these, running, you know, 23 miles on a marathon because I'm struggling to get up to three miles and I'm not running fast. I'm running very slow, very, very slow, but yeah, running sucks. I, I thought that while I ran cross country, you We'd be that... in the middle of a practice, and we would just, we'd just like be in the middle of a 10K at practice or something and just look at each other like, why are we doing this? I don't know. I never got it. And you never I got like, it. a I rush doing it. it? You never got a rush after doing it, anything like that? No. Okay. Maybe it's just because I have this very personal challenge with myself because it was running was never something I ever felt like I was going to be able to do. Uh, because so when I was 14 and 15 years old – I got up to like 250 pounds. So wait, you were that heavy? Yeah, yeah, I was incredibly heavy. You were not 250 I was pounds. 255 at my heaviest. You were not. I was, and that was when I weighed myself. I could have been more than that, but like you know, when you've you've never been fat, but as a fat person, um, getting on the scale can be kind of scary. And at some point, a lot of times, you just kind of stop doing it. So I could have gotten heavier than that. I would never know. Um, and I only the only time I ever. The, the the catalyst for me to lose weight was Dance Dance Revolution. Like that I was remember that. that was the time in my life where I finally managed to lose weight. But like, you know, at that point in my life, I was generally very discouraged and very I was not comfortable with myself or my like physical health at all. And I the idea of running like any distance has always seemed like such a an impossibility to me. And so I think maybe that's why I am enjoying getting out there and running so much is because I feel like it's something that I just never thought I'd be able to. And I'm, I can feel myself like getting closer to be able to run in a 5k and it feels pretty awesome. So I'm like two weeks away. I'm on my seventh week. I just did my first run yesterday. I've got my, my second run of the week tomorrow. And then on Saturday is my third run. And then next week I've got those three runs. And then I'm signing, like I've got a 5K that I'm going to be running for an event, an actual event that I'm going to sign up for uh, in on like May 23rd, I think, something like that. So it's like, that's like a big, it's like a big thing. It's like a big thing for me. And yeah, dude. And I, like, I've, I've had this like on again, off again relationship with fitness in general, where like, I'll get super into exercise for a long period of time. I'll go like, eight months where I will exercise on a great regimen. I'll have a great diet. Things will be great. And then when I fall off, I fall off hard. Like I fall off really hard and I end up like not exercising for a long period of time. My diet just changes to garbage. It just, it's, it's just, it is a battle. It is a battle. Fitness for me is a battle. And I feel like I'm probably not alone in that, but it takes some serious dedication well, I feel like you've been in pretty good shape for a long time, at least since college. I mean, even at even in college, somehow you found time to work out because you were in really good shape by senior year. I or maybe I don't. 
I remember distinctly going to Spike's one time, and you ordered a, a grilled chicken sub, and then you took off like all the bread. Ba- basically, you just dumped it on the plate, and I was like, "What the hell are you doing?" And you were like, "Oh, carbs are bad." And I didn't even know what a carb was. Like you do now, literally. You do now. I sure do now. I'm very <laughs> familiar. But no, at the time, I literally, I was like, "What the hell?" I thought it was weird. I probably made fun of you for it. Um, but like that, that was a th- I specifically remember that, and it must have been sophomore or junior year. Because uh, I don't think it was because you wouldn't have eaten it. No, you wouldn't have eaten it. Spikes past uh, who knows past, past sophomore who year knows? probably. Yeah, but but no, it was it was like early on. So um, I've always thought you've been in really good shape at least since college. And and to be honest, the the thing that kind of spurred my my um, want to get back like into exercising again was I got back up over two hundred pounds again, which is like my that's like my number on the scale that always kind of freaks me out uh, so because it, it just feels like i'm going it feels and my and in my life because of where i have been in terms of my weight it's it feels like the wrong direction like it feels like i'm teetering towards it so i got back up to 200 pounds and i was like this is not good like i need to fix something so i kind of went on a pretty dramatic diet and lost a bunch of weight and then i started running because i wasn't in it's hard if you've never run before it's hard to run at 200 pounds and and be able to run because it's really hard on your joints like really hard like i was i tried a couple runs and my ankles and knees were just in real bad shape so i lost 20 pounds and then i started running and ever since then it's been really enjoyed it i I think i'm one of those freaks that kind of like enjoys running are you running on turf i'm running outside uh on like trails they're they're asphalt generally okay because i don't run in this city I, I will only run on grass. I mean, I will run in the city, but I'll only do sprints on grass because I get really, really bad shin splints. And this has been true since high school. Even when I ran cross country, I just get the most monster shin splints. So um, anytime I run on a hard surface, especially. So, I mean, if I ran around the city and even on the bike path, basically down uh, by the river, down by the river, uh, even if I ran on the on the bike path by Lakeshore Drive, it, it would mess up my shins pretty badly so yeah and i've tried running before but i've never tried running outside i've always run on a treadmill and i this is the first time i've ever tried to run outside and man is it a different and awesome thing like yeah it's a lot outside is so much more fun like i'm i'm like i i'm not just saying that like i'm legitimately enjoying myself when i'm out there running right now um and it's just so pleasant to be outside in the morning and doing that. So like this will be something else that I update you on because it's a it's kind of it's kind of a big deal to me because it's something like again I never thought I'd be able to do. Um but yeah, it's been it's been really enjoyable. It's been really like a fun thing to do and a a, a very good personal challenge for myself. Well, I'm really glad and actually legitimately really happy for you. Like that's really cool. Uh especially knowing where you came from, although I still don't believe it was actually. I mean, I'm not lying to you. Like I was. I, no, I believe. I mean, I believe. I just. I don't. I don't. I haven't. Th- I don't think of you ever in that way because, like, you've been in really good shape for at least a decade now. So at least I. Every time I've seen you, I mean, if you look at our Gen Con photos from the last decade, uh, you know, you you certainly never look like. It's been. It's been up and down. It's been yeah, there. so it's nah, I, I get you. I'm, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, in terms of falling off the bandwagon when it comes to exercising, though, I 
totally know what you're talking about. I have not exercised regularly in several months, and it's really bad, and it's not good for me. My knee is starting to bother me again, which DDP Yoga completely fixed about a year ago this time. My problem is that my gym is in my building at work, and in the past, for some reason, I don't know how I accomplished this, but um, but I, I, I was able to manage it so where I was pretty regularly picking a time, it would be one or two in the afternoon, and I would go to the gym and work out at that time and and do that like that was my lunch break. I would just take like a late lunch, run out of the gym for like a half hour, 40 minutes, do a quick DDP yoga thing, come back upstairs. That was my lunch break. And I just worked out on my lunch break, basically. And I just like grab a snack and I'd be good to go. Um, and that really spoiled me because there's a lot that goes into that being me because you, you shouldn't go to the gym on an empty stomach. And I also have to worry about where my blood sugar is at because it has to be right. high when I go to the gym. So if I eat a meal and take some insulin and then I go to the gym, there's a chance it could just plummet. And then I, I, you can't, I can't work out or I'll pass out, right. you know. So uh, plus I have to also coordinate this with like, you know, meetings, actual work responsibilities. I mean, so it's very like. Yeah, it's overrated. Yeah, right. So, but there's a lot that I have to kind of figure out. And, and for some reason I haven't been able to coordinate it lately. Like the other day. My blood sugar was in a perfect place. I just had like enough of a snack so I didn't have an empty stomach. I'm all ready to go and I'm jazzed. And then somebody like rescheduled the meeting for like a half hour from then. So it's like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to sit up here and do a meeting now instead. And then it just – anyway. But I was spoiled from that because now if it gets to the end of the – like now I basically don't want to exercise if I'm not getting paid for it. You know what I mean? Like if I can do it while I'm quote unquote yeah. on the clock, why would I ever do it? in my quote unquote free time. Yeah. And I cannot, and now it's this mental thing where five o'clock could roll around and I could really feel like exercising or doing something. But when five o'clock hits, all I want to do is go home. See, all you need to do then is move and live in a place where there's rush hour because then you leave at five o'clock and you get home at six o'clock because of rush hour or you leave at six o'clock and you get home at six fifteen because there's no rush. hour. That's fair. That's smart. So so that's all you need to do. That'll fix your problem completely. Yeah, okay. All right. I'll think about Minnesota maybe. I don't know. I, th- I think that um, that is a unique and very blessed position to be able to work while – to be able to work out while you are working. Yeah, it is. Like that is a that is a unique position and I would urge you to think that that's not a like normal thing and maybe – it's it's not a normal outside. thing. I have worked out for years, not yeah. on the clock. Not quote, quote. not on the clock. I mean, I yeah. used to come home. I used to work. I used to live forty five minutes north of downtown on the train. I get off work, go home, then do yoga, DDP yoga, and then cook. And then it was basically eight o'clock, and that was my night. But I just I can't bring myself to do that, even though I have a much shorter commute, and, and it doesn't matter. So I, I have to figure out my own weird personal neuroses about this. To get back into if, it, but that is the hardest part of starting, right? I guess, I guess, yeah, yeah, no joke. It's you know, it really is the hardest part. I guess one last thing then before we move on is if you're looking for, um, because like the the actual like like you know, I'm always listening to music or something when I'm exercising. Um, because the one thing, the one thing that I've never been able to, and I don't know if I'll ever be able, to, is just like exercise without some sort of distraction there to also kind of kind of help me 
along. Like when I'm listening to music, it's I guess it's just what I'm saying is it's much easier to exercise. So if you pick up the book The Assassins, a Radical Sect in Islam, mm-hmm. and try to read that while you're exercising, um, it's a great read. It'll keep you occupied for quite a while. I think um, just don't be running outside while you're reading. I think that that's generally frowned upon, um, both from a safety uh, standpoint for yourself as well as other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you were like in a gym or something in between reps, read The Assassins, a Radical Sect in Islam. Yeah. Um, and I think you'd really enjoy that. And I think it helped pass the time a lot easier. It'd make exercise a lot yeah, easier. Yeah, definitely. No, uh, listen to go to GameLifeBalanceAustralia.com, listen to their fourth episode to prove that we're not racist. In case that's what you're thinking. Does that actually prove that? <laughs> I'm so high right now, dude. I don't even know, man. Well done. I don't even know. I'm so high, dude. I just like... <sighs> I got stoned during that... During your story, Wait, man. Why? Just out of curiosity, why is me reading the title of a book racist? I don't know, like, because that... we're in a hypersensitive... It's a microaggression. I'm literally just reading the title it's a, of the book, It doesn't though. matter. It's a microaggression. Like when you have to pay for uh, coins in Metal Gear Solid Five. that's a microaggression. Or when you have to pay trans- to buy the no, next... No, that's a micro... That's a microtransaction. Right, that's what I said. So it's a microaggression if you have to pay for something in Candy Crush. That's a microaggression. It's the game microaggressing on your wallet. What if there were microtransactions in microaggressions? Or microaggressions in microtransactions. Not all microaggressions are microtransactions, but all microtransactions are microaggressions. Pinteresting. Was me saying Pinteresting instead of interesting a microaggression or a microtransaction? It's neither. Or both. But two, neg- two negatives make a positive. That's true. Yeah, I feel that. What was the name of the program again? The, the training program you're on? Couch to... The, it's Couch to 5K. And it's a free app. And it's like it's literally a three-day-a-week It's a three day a week training regimen. And it starts off as easy as... Like the very first day that I went out, I ran for... I think it was like run 90 seconds, walk 60 seconds... Run 90 seconds, walk 60 seconds, run 90 seconds, walk 60 seconds. Like, was that over and over again for, like, 25 minutes? What music do you usually listen to, or does the app tell you when to run? I have a playlist. The app tells you when to run, but it runs in the background, and so it prompts you over the music that you're listening to. So you can make whatever playlist you want, and it'll ding, and it'll be like, start running. Nice. You know some other um, music you might want to check out when you're running, Jonathan? The Assassins, a radical sect in Islam? No, it's a little... Um, well, I, I guess one might say that uh, the thing I'm about to tell you about could be classified as one of a number of oddities. Oddities. That's the name of a segment that we do. It's called Oddities. It's about... Did you say this was, did you say this was classified information? It's about things uh, that, are, that are odd. That are classified. Mm-hmm. Did, should we be talking about this then on a public podcast? What, oddities? Wait, when did I say classified this is classified? You just said we would classify this. We would, we would classify it. We would put it yeah, in right, a class. Right, like the Pentagon. Classify like the right. Pentagon. Okay, all right. I'm going to search for that. Dwelling of duels. So you're – and any listener that's familiar with online video game music scene, basically, will be familiar with Overclocked Remix. You've heard of Overclocked Remix. I've heard of Overclocked Remix. Overclocked Remix, like, I think there was a time in my life where that was literally the only thing I was listening to. Right. 
was video game remixes. Right, exactly. So Overclocked Remix is a site where there's video game remixes. It's huge. Basically, everybody knows about it. Uh, right, I think it's Overclocked Remix. That's true. That's how I it's pronounced. I think that's it's, how you it's, pronounce it's it. Remix. Yeah. So um, there's another site that I discovered several years ago that just that is not well known, at least among the people that I know. It's, it's not super well known. And it's called Dwelling of Duels. And it's actually at dwellingofduels.net. Their Facebook page, for example, has, uh, according to the internet, fewer than 1,000 likes. It has 999 likes. Guess what? Boom! I am their 1,000th like. 1,000th. I think you just won a prize. I should have. I'm their 1,000th. You just won a prize. That's really... So, um, anyway. So, so 1,000 likes, that's not nearly like Overclocked Remix, which has... Uh, to give you a sense of perspective, uh, fifty-three thousand one hundred seventy-six likes, and has that's like that's like a lot more than one. it's a lot more than one. So it's, it's been around a lot longer. But Dueling of Duels, I don't know when they've been around, but it's monthly music competitions of video game music covers, and they're all competition based, and they they'll basically present a theme, and then so we're saying covers, not remixes. Or are they kind of like both? I, well, I don't know. How If you take the Mario theme and play it on, on, I don't know, Ocarina and Banjo or something, I guess that's not a remix. That's a cover. Okay, so it's more of a cover site, I guess. Okay. But um, but anyway, it's a really, really great site. I like the music there a lot. If you go to the YouTube channel, they have lots of playlists. Um, the, the duels are great, and it's all live music. So it's all live instrumentation, which I like a lot. My one of my main kind of gripes, or one of the things I dislike the most about Overclocked Remix is um, obviously they have a zillion amazing remixes that I really thoroughly enjoy. I love Overclocked Remix, but some of them are just synthesized orchestras. And as a former music major and somebody that knows what instruments are supposed to sound like, some of those remixes end up driving me crazy. You know, I love their electronic remixes. I love some of their covers. But when it's just synth orchestra, I immediately shut it off. I can't handle it. And so this is really cool. I actually listened to a remix earlier today on their jazz playlist that uh, was a saxophone quartet cover of, I believe it was like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme or something. But um, I just thought it was the coolest thing. So uh, I don't know. I didn't um, I didn't really have a ton to say about um, Dwelling of Duels other than Maybe go check it out if you're looking for no, new music, especially new video game music. Um, yeah, their YouTube channel only has 615 subscribers. Um, it sounds to me like the big thing that sets it apart from any other any other like remix site or anything is that it's live instrumentation. Is that pretty fair to say? Because like that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, I would say so. Like like we're like we're saying that like like from what I can understand that what you're saying is like it's people sitting in maybe their office or something playing a musical instrument that is like that kind of thing. Yeah. It's not. It's not like computerized music then? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, for example, let's pull one up and let's let's watch it on... You just muted yourself, which was impressive. I'm. Can you hear me now? I can. Can you hear the music? I can't. You can't? No. How about now? No, but now you're muted again. Oh, weird. Well, there's this YouTube feature that lets you watch a YouTube video within Google Hangouts, and I... I'm playing music right now, and I don't know if this is going to be in our final video or not. Or eh, probably, probably be, not. You can right. well, you can add it in. Well, we'll fix it. In post. Then I guess we'll just we'll have a bunch it. of silence. But anyway, I just pulled up a um, search for like Final Fantasy VI. Uh, what's it called? Terra in Jazz. It's like an example. Um, 
anyway, it's cool. It's a cool site, Dwelling of Duels. I like this idea. Yeah, That's a check good it idea. out. And the playlists are very, um, very specialized. So you'll you'll find what you want. Like they had Star Wars month, Legend of Zelda month, Mega Man two versus Mega Man three month, uh, and then they have Mega Man two wins. Let's be honest. Probably. And then, they, but then they have ones like Brevity Month, where all the remixes have to be under fifty nine seconds, or all the covers rather. Um, jazz Month, so I was in like a jazzy mood today, so I listened to that. Collaboration Month, SNK Month, Battletoads Month, uh, Beat 'Em Up Month, um, and then they have like some winners playlists uh, and. Yeah, just a bunch of playlists. So, I don't know, Dwelling of Duels, it's at dwellingofduels.net, and they also are on YouTube, so you should check it out. Uh, it's a really, really great, super, and they, they're very high quality is the thing. I mean, they sound really, really good, all these live covers. They're, they're very, very good musicians. I wonder mu- if they're like a recorded in studio. Yeah, show. like really good musicians. I'm guessing a lot of college students maybe submit. I, I don't even know. Or even some professional groups, I'm guessing. But they, they, they're, they're all very, very well done. They're, they're not yeah. amateur sounding. So it's cool. So, and I think very um, just under-known. Just wanted to give them some exposure. You know, that I do. I love exposing myself you do love exposing especially around um not gonna finish that joke i'm not gonna finish that joke hey shouldn't we wrap up the podcast soon yeah that's a thing we should do shouldn't we do that by talking about the gunna geek network which we're a part of at gunnageek.com yeah what's going on there what is well it's a podcast well it's a network of a bunch of geeky people and shows and awesomeness and cool things and there's some podcasts that i'd like to tell you about today could you tell me about what's what's um on uh on the assassins a radical sect in islam so I, I can't do that per se but actually you know what i'm gonna do i'm going to not read from the promo sheet i'm gonna go off script for this is that all right with you okay i mean i've I'm on this journey with you now. All right, listen. There is a new member of the Gunna Geek Network called Friend of the Family, and it's a podcast that you should be able to find on GunnaGeek.com. I'm going to find out right now. But it is an incredible podcast. We approved it and it joined the Gunna Geek Network uh, a few months ago. I I don't even... No, they were I feel like they were taking a season break or something um when they were approved and they joined the network but I I oh there they are they're on yeah they're on the website um so it's called Friend of the Family uh it's Strange N Unusual Productions and they're radio dramas and they are extremely well done and they make me laugh out loud every single episode it is very very good and very funny like i would i would say friend of the family is legitimately one of the most professional sounding and well-produced and entertaining podcasts i have ever heard um so i highly recommend friend of the family uh on friday they posted their second season uh second episode of their second season so uh yeah okay there we go the announcement that we approved them came on april 12th so we literally uh, approved them a week ago just for Gunna them. Geek. So they're brand new. That's why they're not on the promo sheet. But um, but it's strange and unusual productions. Uh, check them out on GunnaGeek.com, or you might have to visit their website to find their, their past stuff. But uh, on Friday's episode, uh, episode two from season two, did you hear the one about the mummy? 
In tonight's episode of Friend of the Family, Alice Belford gains a powerful new monster hunting tool, as Modius the Vampire meets with an old friend, and one Las Vegas casino may never be the same. Uh, and that is on Friend of the Family. So uh, from what I've gathered, I, I, I started kind of at the end of season one, I think. Basically, it's about a some kind of hunter named Alice and her friend-slash-rival-slash- weird love-hate relationship best frenemy Asmodeus is a vampire and he travels with her and they fight things the last episode I listened to was essentially a parody of Twilight which was hilarious um and it like I said it's just it's it, that episode was called all that sparkles is not gold um it was very fun like I said it's uh, I, I'm really really uh I'm pretty jazzed about this podcast I when I'm I help sometimes give my feedback to the Gun and Geek Network um, podcast review committee when, when we're approving podcasts. And I listened to this one and I was just like, yes, like I know it's a little outside our usual kind of thing. It's not people just talking about nerdy stuff or geeky stuff. It's, it's radio drama, but it's so good. I was like, you have to approve this very emphatically. Um, so anyway, I hope that somebody on their crew listens to this episode and hears me totally raving about them because uh but uh you gushed yeah you, you just you gushed a little yeah, bit that I, was and, and you know the thing is having been a podcaster now for like four and a half years with you i don't listen to a lot of podcasts i never have like you listen to giant bomb and you listen to the one-up podcast and you listen to probably some stupid sports podcast about basketball which is a dumb f- sport is dumb uh you probably stupid things but um but i don't right like i mean the first podcast i started listening to really regularly was game life balance australia um with occasionally listening to gonna geek podcasts before that but never like regularly but friends of the family and game life balance australia i'm kind of all over um every week and and there's a number of gonna geek.com podcasts that i like a lot but um friend of the family check it out that is my plug you will like it. And they're, they're shorter episodes, 15, 20 minutes. Pretty digestible. Basketball's not dumb. Basketball's awesome. Basketball is a dumb sport. It's awesome. It's very dumb. Pretty good. Ted Cruz is the Zodiac Killer. Listener, thank you for listening to the Game Life Balance US podcast, the American edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. And if you leave us a review, you'll really make our day. You can find us at the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageek.com. We're on the official podcast network of Chicago's WGN Radio at wgnplus.com. Learn more about Game Life Balance, including contact information and links to our sister show in Australia at gamelifebalance.us. You know, I should probably change my Twitter information to Game Life Balance as well as my like Steam profile information. I just changed my probably, Steam profile information as well as probably last my PlayStation. Like all my information is still directed at our our previous podcast, so I should probably. I should probably fix that. Didn't I tell you to change your Twitter bio? Listen, sometimes I can't be bothered with these things. Sometimes I can. Sometimes I can't. But sometimes I can. But right now I can't. Dude, I literally forgot what we were talking about, man. I didn't even remember what we were talking about, man. Ah. So high right now. That sounded more sexual than anything. (laughs) Thank you.